happening going? Welcome! It's the Media Boat Podcast. Yeah, it is. We here at the Media Boat Podcast, if you don't know what we are, we are a podcast that brings you news about movies, television, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order, but sometimes in that order. This is February 27th. It's a Wednesday. It's, it's the, February 27th. It's the end of February. It's all, yeah. Uh, next week it will be March. Can you <laughs> two, believe that? Two days it will be March. Two days it will be March. Uh, but yeah, it's February 27th, uh, 2019. This is episode 164. 64. 164. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. This past weekend was the Academy Awards. It was. Uh, we got to talk about that. And we we're going to have to talk about some Pokemon news. Yeah. But before we get to any of that, we have to start off our podcast right. We start on the right foot, which of course is talking about movies, and of course we start talking about movies with the weekend box office numbers. So we had one new one movie. Release. One movie. We had one new movie. One new week. movie. The How to Train Your Dragon, not three, but yes. yeah, it's, tra- it's How to Train Your Dragon three. It's three. It is. But guess what? Your one new movie is also the number one new movie because How to Train Your Dragon colon The Hidden World. Is your number one at $55 million. Okay. Which is middling for that franchise. You'd like to think that, but that is actually its biggest opening really? for that franchise. I'm shocked. Do they just make... Do they just have a long tail? I mean, dragon pun. But yes. Do yes. they have a long tail? They, they have like the slow burn okay. because they usually put it out when there's no other family-friendly movies. Plus, that right. thing plays big internationally. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, yeah. It has... Plenty of more money to make. Uh, but for now, $55 million debut. Uh, coming in number two, uh, Alita Battle Angel uh, swings another $12 million, adding it to its $61 million total. <sighs> Lego Movie 2 is your number three with $9.6 million, adding to a respectable $83 million. That thing will make it eventually to 100 It should cross the 100 Yeah. Fighting <laughs> or with it my may family. not, actually. Fighting with my family is your number four. Uh, this is the wrestling movie. We did not mention it because no. it got a limited, limited release, and then last week it went wide. So that one debuts at seven point eight million uh, for its worldwide de- or nationwide debut. Uh, that's eight Pretty million much. dollars uh, grand total there. So yeah, millions for a small opening, and then went wide. Yep, and then rounding out your top five, isn't it romantic? And number five with seven point one million dollars. I think sitting on 33 domestic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that thing's done. It made its money. It, it, it did its one and done weekend of romance. It'll enjoy an afterlife on HBO. It, it probably will. <laughs> uh, or is it uh, Showtime? Yeah, I'll maybe pick Showtime. It up. One of them. Netflix. Netflix. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's it for box office. So, upcoming this week, we have a couple of movies. Uh, Greta. What is Greta? Greta uh, stars Chloe Grace Moretz in a horror suspense film. Okay. Uh, Greta is the name of the mother, but what is she really up to? I don't know. I'm I'm not seeing this. (laughs) I'm not buying the vibe. Well. Even if it does have Chloe Grace Moretz in it. Are you buying, then, Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral? No, I'm buying Tyler Perry's The Cinematographer Award. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Tyler Perry's and Medea Family Funeral. Uh, this thing. Out this week. Uh, 
Funny enough, this thing was not out on the original release schedule. I saw the commercial for this okay. like two weeks ago, yeah. and it said coming out in two weeks. I'm like, oh, yeah. let me check my schedule here like, on this is. website. Beep, beep, boop. Nope, not on it. But somehow it's still coming <laughs> but out. But somehow it's still getting released because Tyler Perry. Because he's got to have a new movie every year. There it is. Sometimes more than one. Uh, but yeah, those are your new releases. So uh, nothing special. It's a humdrum week. It, it really is. <laughs> But, but the following weekend is going to be the big one, because that is the Captain Marvel weekend. That is the Captain Marvel weekend, but we'll get there when we get to it. First, we need to talk about the biggest event of the last week, which was, of course, the Academy Awards. The uh, hostless Academy Awards. Hostless Academy Awards, the Academy Awards that threatened to cut awards, that threatened to cut musical performances... That made a lot of threats that didn't actually end up coming to fruition. Uh, But ultimately, uh, we got a show that was rather briskly paced for something that ended up still clocking in over three hours. Yep. Something that kept moving. Zero filler. Zero filler at all. Like, very little... There's a brief, like, host intro with Tina Fey, Emmy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph. But that thing went, I think, five minutes tops, and that was it. Yeah, and then they had the Academy dude introduce the In Memoriam section, but that was it. Yeah. Like, other than that, it was just giving out awards, which goes to show how long it takes to just show awards. Well, plus commercials. Plus commercials. Right. Uh, But that being said, the ratings for the Academy Awards were actually up this year. Okay, that's good. Uh, They were up by 5 million over the past uh, several years. How much of that is the Black Panther factor? Probably a lot of it is the Black Factor. They always say in years where one of the nominations for Best Picture is a movie that a lot of people saw, those are the years the ratings spike. Well, that's the reason they increased it to 10, to get some of those popular films into the best picture category right. without them actually having a shot at winning. Speaking of Black Panther, let's talk about who came home with the most trophies here. So Black Panther surprised me. You were right on our uh, prediction podcast that yes. it was going to take some of the technical awards that I maybe didn't think about as, as it taking. I played it safe. On costume design you, yes. and production design. You went with traditional. You went yeah. very traditional with um, Mary Queen of Scots and the yeah. favorite being, it's your ye old England, everything looks pretty. Yeah, specifically the favorite. Yes. Like, I, I doubled down on that one winning those categories. But I was pleasantly surprised. I think that Black Panther, as we discussed, deserved to win those. Oh, yeah. But it was cool. That meant that Marvel took home what three awards I over the course so. of the night? Because yeah. I think they also got a, they got a costume design, they got a production design, they also got. Let's see here. They oh, won. Uh, da, da, da. Ba, ba, ba. I don't remember. No costume design and maybe it was just the two. Just the two. Okay, but still. Oh, that's... original score. Oh, sorry. Right. Yes, the three. So original score. That's. Two more than I thought I was going to win. So there we go. Uh, so a good night for Marvel taking home their first, uh, I believe their first Academy Awards. And my, I mean, besides... Uh, 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 awards outside of uh, uh, visual, visual effects. effects. Speaking of visual effects, we also Shocker. called this upset. 
we we said well, that if uh, if the the power of the Avengers just wasn't gonna cut it, then First Man would take it. Right. See, I figured we were past that when Gravity yeah. won it six no. years ago. No, we're not. But no, I guess space got better. Yeah, I was very upset about that one specifically <laughs> because on Friday, I had almost changed my prediction to First Man. Okay. And if I had done so, I would have won my pool. What you lost by I, one? No, I tied. Oh, you tied. I tied. So if you would have done my picks, you would have won. Switched. Well, yes, <laughs> technically speaking, but so I beat your pool. It's specifically the yeah, specifically first man was the thing that screwed me over. Really, and not Green Book? No. Weirdly enough, because <laughs> none of us got best picture. Oh, the entire pool, we all we all missed it. Well, before we get to that, I have one last thing to say on Black Panther. Yeah. Um, did they perform? Their no, original song? That's because uh, a couple days, we didn't report this on the podcast because it was such a blip and we didn't have a bid section last week. Right. But yes, uh, Kendrick Lamar and SZA declined to appear, which means that all the stars have not performed. Uh, so that so yes, would have added an additional one. five minutes it to, the, <laughs> it to the broadcast. Uh, but yeah, they, they declined to show uh, kind of last minute there, that mm-hmm. last week. And thus, uh, it was the one song that was not performed. So, yeah, the Academy, in a weird way, did get something that they wanted. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, what else do we need to cover? So, pretty much the ones that we were sure on, everything but actress and best picture seemed to actually pan out. Yeah. Um, uh, Olivia Colman won. Yes. We kind of saw... So, this was not a surprise, because she was winning a lot of awards. But, not as many as Glenn Close, and not yes. as the important awards like Glenn Close had won. Right. We figured from experience that Glenn Close would be the, ironically, the favorite, favorite. Uh, coming into this. But uh, yeah, I thought Olivia Coleman winning was a, a pleasant surprise. Uh, she seems cool. And that was a, a very endearing speech. So yeah, like I think that it's a, one of the surprises of the night that actually I was okay with. I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like, this is, this is, this makes sense. Yes. However, best editing was not a surprise that I wanted. Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody taking yes. a board that it shouldn't have won. No. Uh, you had a lot of better competitors there, and I was very disappointed in that one. Well, but it took both the both uh, sound editing and sound mixing. Right. So I called that, though. Well, I was yeah. right in that, in, about those two. Well, yeah, we were both picked that. Yeah, but... It was the sound editing that we went with Roma. Right. But no. Because of the win. difference, but... People don't know the difference. People don't know the difference. Uh, even the people in the academy itself. Yep. Uh, what else do we need to head on? The writing prizes. Uh, yes. Uh, Spike Lee took home a, a, a Academy Award. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I mean, Spike Lee. And, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, his uh, co-writers uh, for adapted screenplay for Black Clansman. Yep. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and him uh, shared a bro hug on stage. Yes. Yes. You see... Uh, Nick Fury accepting Waluigi <laughs> into the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was he wearing? Green Book, which I also... Yeah, we called that here. We yes. got that. That was correct. Yes, uh, Green Book still the script I'm was still, winning. Uh, I'm still perfect on screenplays. screenplays. Yep. I never predicted incorrectly for screenplay Oscars. Uh, keep that going. We'll <laughs> okay, keep rolling how, with it. We'll how's, see. That, how's that trade off for the overall awards? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? 
I'm at least consistent. I did about the same that I did last year. Well, yeah, we did about the right. same. We did. We both did about the same we did last year, and there were more surprises this year. Yes. So I feel okay. I feel I'm still betting mm-hmm. pretty well, uh, but that brings us to the big prize of the night. We have to talk about this. Yes, Spider-Man one best yeah. animated feature. That's great. Uh, but not what I was talking about. You're, you're right. Bow winning best animated short. You call that as well, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. Free Solo winning. You were right. I called that one. I know what I'm talking about sometimes. I know. Uh, but we need to talk about Best Picture. Okay. Um, so, we called Roma. Uh, the world called Roma. But the one little thing that we talked about when we brought this up was... That I had read, and I believe I quoted Variety about this, yes. that they said that if there was any reason why Roma would not win and Green Book would be the uh, winner instead, would be if members of the Academy were not ready to give Best Picture to a streaming service. And you were right. I was right. I didn't want to be right. Oh, no. But, or sorry, I was not right. Variety was right. Yes. Um, and I should have trusted the professionals a little bit more than I had. Uh, because, yeah, that's one, probably 100% why it didn't win. Uh, no, no, it, it definitely is. Um, yeah. Because while all these awards are just whatever has the most votes wins, Best Picture is completely separate. It is ranked voting. Yeah. Which means... You have to because of how many things are in, in the field. Well, yes. But this means that if it's not ranked first or second, if it's ranked at the bottom, those votes, like, say, A Star is Born, that people yeah. vote for, are automatically thrown out. Yeah. And their second choice gets picked and then it repeats and then if there is no 50% winner the next one gets thrown out and repeat until you get a movie that hits 50% most likely Green Book was people's probably third choices second or third choices which means that by the time it got enough people enough uh, films kicked out and moved over Green Book past Roma, which probably had more votes to start with, uh-huh. but because it didn't have the second and third and fourth or whatever, because people because older Academy voters don't want Netflix to win, right. put it at the bottom means it didn't have a chance to gain any more votes yeah. than it already had. People at studios with vested interests in traditional movie distribution had reasons not to vote for the Netflix picture. It makes sense. It's old-fashioned, and I want to believe that we're past this, but we're not. It's 2019. This is still, I I has and I had this conversation uh, at work too, where I was like, I hesitate to call it politics because that's a different conversation. No, that's it's a just industry bias. It is. It's industry bias. It's just an industry that's not willing to take on this new form of their craft. I'd also like to think that most people didn't see Green Book, but instead, because it did win for the Golden Globe, right. that people just assumed, oh, that this must is a be good. Film. I'm going to put it high. I haven't yeah. seen it, but it's one best drama yeah. for the Golden Globe. Therefore, it must be good. So yeah, all of this is basically us saying it was a surprise. Uh, I think it was a surprise to us. I think it was a surprise to a lot of people out in the press, except for maybe that dude from Variety. Yeah. Uh, but but I think yeah, I think it, though it makes sense for the reasons we just discussed. It sucks. Like you likened it over text to me to win uh, a crash, crash. one. That's no, our traffic. 
Yes, yes. you were wrong. Two thousand five, <laughs> I want to say, when Crash won. Yes, and like now it's kind of been the the joke that you bring up. It's like can't believe that one best picture. Yes, there's gonna be another one of those. I think Green Book's not gonna age very well. I think oh, yeah, no. when you do your your think pieces about the best and worst Oscar winners, you're gonna have Green Book mm-hmm. towards the back. Uh, I think you mean oh yeah, towards, towards the back for the worst. end of that list. Yes, like the the the. the the back end of that, the 80s, as opposed to the top 10, which sucks. Uh, Because, yeah, I think if Roma, uh, Roma's the deserved one, I think that was the one that's going to, that's the movie that's going to stand the test of time. Oh, yeah. Well, let's just go through Best Picture, the nominations again real quick. Black Panther. Yeah. It's a superhero movie. They don't want to see superhero movie win at the bottom. Makes sense. Black Klansman. It's a Spike Lee film. It's going to be divided. I was right. When it was going to get us due, it's going to get us due in screenplay, and that's yep. all it's going to win all So night. it's going to be divided, which means it's going to be in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, because of the Brian Singer thing... Not a favorite. It was not a favorite. No. Uh, the favorite. The favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one was probably at the top it with Roma. It had the acting block, but it had no one else. Right. Well, it had the uh, female acting block, but, but no one else. But you know what I mean. Yes. It had, it had uh, sack. Yes, but it did also have all the technical awards, too, because right. it is a period piece. Uh, then you have Roma, which is arguably the best It's picture. the critic's pick. It's the critic's pick, yeah. but it has the streaming against it, and that is right. literally the only thing against it. Really it really is, uh, because otherwise, like, I, I mean, Roma won that night in the form of Alfonso Cuaron taking both cinematography and director. yes. Because that is what that movie is. Oh, yes. That is 100% what that movie is. Um, I mean, yes, I'm not not to say anything about the acting. I still think the acting is great as well. But if it's going to win anything, those are the two it wins. And it did. Right. Then you have A Star is Born, which started out good. Right. But... Got overtaken. It got overtaken quite easily. It is also... I found uh, super hilarious when they were reading for a adapted screenplay. A Star is Born. Based on the 1977 right. film. And based the on characters of the 1950 film. Yeah. Based on the uh, characters from the original when one. When they were talking about the right, yeah, in the screenplay, the original, or sorry, adapted screenplay, yeah. Christy and I literally laughed when they were like, based on the movie, based on this movie. And we're like, oh my god, they're not even hiding it. No, they're not. <laughs> but you have to give that credit. You do. Um, yes. And that leaves us with Vice, yeah. which while it is good, it is acted very well and it's just. I think it's just. It's like your fourth pick. In though. a year that's less crowded, that would have been your easy favorite. Right. I think that yeah, because people have pretty fresh memories of um, the, 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 the Dick Cheney. No, the, the last one that 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 Adam McKay wrote. Oh, um, the Big Short. Big Short. People have relatively recent memories about Big Short, and that was a contender as well. Mm-hmm. So I think in a year that was less crowded, that would have been higher up. Yes. But yeah, so it makes sense uh, that Green Book is kind of your odd one out there and why it became the winner. But yeah, it's definitely not what any of us wanted. No, as I told everyone on this podcast, I told everyone at my Oscar party, it's a fine film, but it just does nothing spectacular about it. Yeah, that's what I've heard from multiple people at this point. Even the people who like it are always like, yeah, it's okay. It's it's a good movie. That's like as far as they go. They're not like, oh, it was amazing, you should need to see it. No. Which is how I've been with Roma. Everybody I've talked oh, yeah. to about Roma is like, no, you, you should watch this. 
Unless I'm like sure that they won't like it, then I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't like this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. You have anything else? Before um, we move on. I wrote a couple stuff down. Uh, yeah, you basically just said uh, some some recap of stats here. Yes. Uh, Mexican director has won Best Director Award five out of the last six years. Uh, though of course names are uh, that are in this field are Alfonso Cuarón, uh, Alejandro Iñárritu, yep. and uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yes, and each one of them have gone on to win Best Picture. Yeah, uh, except, except for except Cuaron. for Cuarón recently. Yeah. Uh, the one in between all that is Damien Chazelle for La La Land, right. which also didn't win Best Picture. Right, correct. You're right. Also, first time since 2006 that Disney didn't win Best Animated Film. Uh, that, of course, went to Spider-Man. Uh, Rango won in 2011, but that year Disney did not have something that was eligible. So. No, and then 2006 was, of course, Cars, which no one should right. give an award to. And yet, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here, here we are three cars movies later right three cars movies later okay uh then that's it for the academy awards which means we move on to the polar opposite which of course are the razzie awards uh yes these Those, are the worst of the worst yes they celebrate the worst in cinema as opposed to the best this year the biggest winner uh was holmes <laughs> and watson which won worst picture supporting actor for john c Riley. Worst sequel slash remake and worst director. Melissa McCarthy uh, shared her uh, nomination for best uh, supporting actress with uh, or uh, best, best actress, actress with a worst actress win for Happy Time Murders. And I agree with that. And also the Razzie Redeemer Award for her actual uh, good role in Can You Ever Forgive Me? I guess. Yeah. So, uh, so they balanced it out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, worst actor uh, was, uh, hey, our president, uh, Donald Trump, in Death of a Nation and in Fahrenheit 11.9. Yeah, those are the, one of them's that uh, Michael Moore documentary. Right, yes. And uh, Fifty Shades Freed, the third in the Fifty Shades of Grey series, uh, one worst screenplay. I forgot that movie came out last year. Yeah, that's a thing. It's still a thing. <laughs> that's, uh... Yeah. For movie news. Do you have any little movie bits to address before we move on television? All right. Any other movie stuff? Um, I didn't see any movies this week. Um, nope. But the only thing I have is Captain Marvel coming out next weekend. Uh, yep. Sorry. That's a Thursday showing for me next weekend. Yeah. If I have some spare money this weekend, I might be picking up uh, Spider-Man on Blu-ray. Okay. That is good. Yeah. So we'll see. Yep. Maybe uh, they'll get, uh, actually say uh, Academy Award winning probably on it. Maybe they'll stick those stickers on right now. <laughs> stickers. Uh, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say about movies. So uh, I have one thing to say about movies, okay. but that's we'll going to come out for video games. video games. Save it. All right. All television right. time. First up in television, we always start with sports. Yep. What's going on in the world of sports, you ask? Well, what is going on? In basketball, there are only 20 games left. Yes, the end of the basketball season is coming up, and uh, the LeBron, L.A. Brown Lakers are <laughs> on the bubble. Yeah. LeBron could not make the playoffs for the first time this decade. That's crazy. That's right. He's been to the finals since 2010, and moving to L.A. may not have been the best thing. Well, well I don't know. He got paid, so yeah, I mean, it might not be Jack. He doesn't care at this yeah. point. Also, in sports, it's one of your favorite times of year. 
It's the NFL Combine. Ooh. Combine starts this weekend in Indianapolis. Yes, the D er, uh, the D League stars the D League. of the NCAA yes. gather uh, in Indianapolis for a four day romper of tests and abilities and drills, and hopefully you don't make a fool of yourself hopefully. because thirty two. Teams of scouts, not 32 scouts, 32 teams of scouts <laughs> yes. are there to watch you, and hopefully you can be one right. of 200 players chosen at, for the NFL draft. Well, that's that exciting. the end of April. And the whole time, you're just watching these dudes like run through tires and run back and forth a lot. And I'm just sitting there <laughs> looking for the best football name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, some great football names. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Watch that combine. <laughs> All right, also in sports. Uh, meanwhile, I'm guessing this is golf. Uh, yes. Wentworth? Yes, Wentworth is the course. An albatross was hit. Now, define this. Is that a golf term, or did somebody actually hit a bird? Yes, a rare albatross <laughs> was hit. <laughs> that uh, doesn't help. Oh, no, it doesn't. Okay, so, uh, albatross is when... It's a golf term. Yes, it is definitely a golf term. <laughs> it's when you go uh, under par. So, if you go one under par... It's a birdie. Two under right. par is an eagle. Uh-huh. Three under par is an albatross. Got Four it. under par is a condor. And five <laughs> under par is a phoenix. Yeah. The reason I say the reason that it goes that high is because there's two or three seven hole courses oh, right. in the world. Uh-huh. But, I mean, this is all aside from the hole in one. Home one is a home one, no matter right? What. No matter what, because yeah, that is what which it means is. it starts at par three, yeah. so three, four, five. So on a par five, it took him two shots to make it in the hole. That's pretty good. It is. Um, uh, for if you're confused by the albatross, it's more commonly known as a double eagle. Oh, okay, I've heard that. Yes. Okay, I had not heard of albatross before. Yes, that's the that official name, Okay, but it's just more commonly referred double. to as a double eagle. You double the eagle. Yeah, well, it's because you can bogey and then double bogey, and that's why it's a double right, eagle. Right, that makes sense. Okay. But yeah, it's a great shot. And, it's and that like was, uh, super did lucky. mention, that was Tommy Fleetwood who did that. Yes, uh, not a Fleetwood Mac. No. <laughs> thing. It's a different Fleetwood. It's a different Fleetwood. No, but uh, to hit that, it, it's luck. You cannot plan for that to happen. No. It's all luck. I mean, it's like 10% luck and 20% skill, I guess. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else about sports before we move on to television news? Uh, Along with the NBA wrapping up, the NHL is wrapping up Ah, as well. Hockey. Yep. As we get into March here, they will both be ending simultaneously. And the beginning playoffs simultaneously. Playoffs? Yes. Assuming you make the playoffs. Yeah. That's That's a big assumption. All right. Let's move on then. That's it for sports. Let's talk about television. Our first news story has us going back uh, 50 years to the beginning of something near and dear to children's hearts. Yes. Sesame Street. Oh, I was going to say we went to the moon. No. Okay. Sesame Street has existed for 50 years. Can you believe that? Uh, no and yes. (laughs) Well, guess what? It's being saved for posterity. So... Hundreds of years from now, potentially, uh, there's still ways to view digital content. So you can uh, plug stuff in. You can, <laughs> uh, you can show your kids in the future uh, Sesame Street because uh, it's being preserved. It says, over the next year, nearly 4,500 episodes of the show will be incorporated into the archive of public media from across the U.S. 
The collection will be available to view on site at the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. In case you're wondering, Sesame Street uh, first aired in November 10th, 1969. Okay, so that anniversary is this later this year. Later this year. And its parent company, Sesame Workshop, announced early details to celebrate their upcoming 50th anniversary. The AAPB has preserved over 90,000 audio and video materials, by the way, including 8,000 episodes of PBS NewsHour. Hmm. So, yeah, they've already been doing this for other public broadcasting yes. uh, things. My question, though, is this just the public broadcasting run, or does this include the more recent HBO Sesame Street. So this is a conjunction with the parent company of right. Sesame Street, Sesame Workshop. So yes. So yes, it okay. is all episodes. Uh, in addition to that, they also have recordings of the entire Senate hearings of the Waterhouse, okay. wa- Waterhouse Watergate. of Watergate at the right. White of the White House. Uh, are they keeping uh, the Senate hearing we had today with Michael Cohen? <laughs> I'm pretty sure eventually that will also be. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch rewatch that though. Yeah. I mean, if you want a good laugh or something. Or oh, something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have all those recordings. They also have uh, several rec- uh, documentary historian recordings of 19- that took place in 1969. Nice. Uh, yes, it was nice. Uh, and other... Um, <laughs> you didn't t- say nice earlier, so I didn't say it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was at the moon landing. Uh, <laughs> and other re- uh, historical recordings. Yeah. Uh, that's at the public, uh, the public, public, public. What am I trying to say? Public. Yeah, the, the public broadcast. <laughs> not at not at the yeah. um, the Library of Congress. Right. Well, there you go. That's cool. I'm glad. Uh, let's uh, move on. Yeah. Uh, also, side note: uh, when it in November, when it does hit the 50th anniversary, uh-huh. there will definitely be a special. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, so we'll report more on that when it in comes. November. All right, everyone's going to be busy, though. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, we have a story here, a follow-up story about AT&T buying WarnerMedia. So, uh, last summer, we reported that AT&T had put in a bid to buy WarnerMedia. Yeah. It was accepted, but yes. it had to go through a bunch of legal hoops first, so, as most of these telecoms yeah. do. Need to. So here's where we're at. Uh, looks like uh, it went through federal courts, but it was uh, submitted to a repeat uh, to a uh, appeal. Uh, so it went back to the Justice Department. The federal appeals court has rejected the appeal. Uh, so uh, yeah, that didn't work out. It is believed the AT and T, by the way, is looking to streamline the Turner staffers. Those would be workers from TNT, TBS, CNN, Cartoon Network, which are all being absorbed here mm-hmm. um, in Atlanta, New York, and Los Angeles into the Warner Brothers umbrella proper, uh, basically removing the autonomy of those units. Right. It was weird that it wasn't done originally, eh. but I guess they wanted to keep buy it, but separate. Keep it separate. I mean, it made sense at the time because those were identifiable brands that were treated separately. Well, yeah, they were identified like, as... Turner. Like even when uh, the the when in the WB network had cartoons on their kids WB service, it was not interchangeable with Cartoon Network stuff. There mm-hmm. was some crossover. Yeah. There were some shows that did appear on both, like your Teen Titans. Uh, but generally speaking, those were treated separate, and that was kind of how, since the Warner uh, Turner merger, that things have gone, is that they've always been kind of their own deal. So this would change that, potentially. This would put all the leadership in the same place. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, former NBC chairman Bob Greenblatt has been rumored to come in and shake up the status quo at Warner Media. Uh, they're still planning on launching their own streaming platform because, of course, they are yes. by the end of this year. Yes. Uh, they, As we mentioned before, they're directly competing with Disney. With Disney. <laughs> Which, yeah. yeah. They have the, 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 the content, though, for that. Oh, yes. That's not an issue. No. Uh, it's just an issue is our poor wallets. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, no, that would be included in an, in any AT&T deal, perhaps? Yeah. I just don't want to get to the point where I have to potentially pony up money to see whatever the new Cartoon Network-like prestige cartoon is. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have to subscribe to their streaming service to see, like, the next... Yeah, to see Infinity Train. Yeah. If, that, is that, if that's why Infinity Train doesn't have a launch date yet, I will be so pissed. Well, what if you get, like, a, a bundle deal where you, if you get AT&T as a cell oh, phone, no. you'll get three months, three months of, of the, the, uh, the streaming Apple service Music for free. It. Yep. They could do that. They definitely could. All right. Well, that's it uh, for television news, unless you have any bits of television you want to talk about. Uh, any bits? No, but I have some thoughts. I want to talk briefly about the uh, Jeopardy All-Stars. Oh, yes. Which is happening. That started uh, last week. It is in progress right now. Uh, I just wanted to mention, if you like Jeopardy, it's a cool new kind of Jeopardy with three-person teams. Uh, so check it out if that sounds uh, neat. But it's it's very weird, but cool. It is. Uh, it, they definitely seem to stretch it. Yes. Uh, but do the questions seem harder to you? Yes, 100%. Okay. I think they know that they're dealing with the best of the best here. Yes. So we're getting tournament level questions, for sure. Oh, yeah. These This is your this is in place of your typical, like, your the tournaments they've done in the past, like the Battle of the Decades and right. your uh, tournament your champions. Tournament champions. This is this is like that, except more a different um, on, on Jeopardy steroids. <laughs> and you're not getting just champions; you're getting some lesser champions on the teams that maybe didn't make as much of a splash. And like maybe they didn't play 20, 20 games in a row, but maybe they did like really well. Maybe they're memorable. Like, they got the uh, that one dude who was, like, really, really good, had, like, that strategy of finding the, the oh, Daily Double. Oh, finding the Daily Double first. He's on one of the teams. Yes. I think he's on Ken's I think he's on Ken's team. And, yeah, and, like, yeah. So it's cool to see people like that right. because, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Oh, yeah, it's this lady. Oh, no, it's that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, for a couple of them. Like, awesome. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, because they're doing a two-day tournaments basically they get they alternate of who's going to be playing against who and it's a strategy too because you'll strategize be like who's the best of us on double jeopardy who are we feeling for like buzzer speed compared to who's the best at final jeopardy questions who can just bet correctly and uh commit to their answer and so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting strategically, which is a funny thing to say about a game show it, that has strategy. Like, I guess there's a little bit of strategy. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, do you have anything to say you have down here uh, that you want to wrap up, I guess, your thoughts about Umbrella Academy? Yes. So, I finished up Umbrella Academy instead okay. of watching uh, Russian Doll because yeah. it was definitely the better of the two it's shows. It's the one you wanted to watch. It's also the one I wanted to watch. So how do you feel after that thing ended? Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's, but it does the Netflix thing, yeah, or at least the TV thing where it leaves. It's a cliffhanger ending, and so they're hoping it gets picked up for uh-huh. a second season. I kind of don't like that. I'd rather, 
I'd rather the shows just like end what the story you're telling, right? Wrap it all up, and then a tie little bow, and then we'll come back, we'll visit this again. Yeah, and then and should you get a second, uh, no. a second season? Nope, never. No. Because yeah, everything everything at this point is cliffhanger because yeah. they want to keep you. Wondering, like, oh, what will happen when this thing comes back? Even video games are getting there. I'll get to that a little later in the show. Oh, Kingdom Hearts did that. Yeah. Where Every video game does it. Even video games that don't have any reason to do this does this now. Yes. Uh, which, again, I'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I watched, the, I watched the first episode. Oh, did you like it? I actually did. Yeah. Uh, I was shocked because uh, I don't know if I'm going to continue watching it. But yeah. I was like, this is really well produced. This is really well done. They stick, uh, they pay enough attention to each of the characters. We were like, okay, I am like familiar with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I like that they focus mostly on that instead of the action. And the action is used sparingly. And thus mm-hmm. it's more effective. Oh, yeah. Because some of the problems that I had with some, especially the Netflix stuff. Like the Mar- your Marvel shows mm-hmm. is that like it's just constant. They'll, stuff. they'll rush to the action and then literally stop and right. have to explain stuff. Whereas like, no, this Umbrella Academy actually a lot of is well written, where yeah. you get stuff as stuff happens. You get a lot of explanation, but it does feel annoyingly explanatory. It's not being told to you; it's being told with yeah. your view. Yeah, it, it's very well done. Yes. Um, I do like how they handled the time travel aspect of everything throughout the series. It's definitely an interesting gimmick. Yeah. And I'm curious to see if they'll play by their rules and not try and um, finagle their way around it. Right. But that being said, there is a lot of stuff that I see them do within just this first season that I see also sets up future seasons and like extends that mystery. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. Definitely check it out. It's what I felt like it's cross between like heroes, but if it was made for the CW, but it's on Netflix. Yeah, I, I can see an element of that. Yeah. What are we saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to say about Umbrella Academy? Uh, no. No, just that it's really good. You should uh, check it out. Check out Umbrella Academy. Okay. I was just checking if this was something important. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not right now. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, any other stuff? TV? Notes? I didn't watch anything else, so we get to move on to cancellations and renewals. Okay. First up, canceled on Sci-Fi is Night Flyers after one season. Uh, Netflix is bringing back The Haunting of Hill House for a second season, but it will become an anthology series, so the next one will just be The Haunting of... The Haunting of... Something else. Whatever. So we'll find out. CBS has... that's actually good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Because it's uh, it's filling kind of a void left when um, uh, American American Horror Story ends very soon here. Uh, Young Sheldon over at CBS gets expanded another two seasons. That will bring it to its end of its fourth why? Because eh, people watch it. Okay. Axios on HBO will get a second season. Temptation Island, uh, the re- reboot, I guess. It is a reboot, uh, yes. Temptation Island will get a second season over on USA. Chicago Wednesdays are yes. getting heated up on NBC. All the Chicago shows yep. uh, extended one more season. Your Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, and Chicago Med. Yep, so all of your Chicago favorites coming back. 
for at least one more season on NBC. Yep. Fox is bringing back Hell's Kitchen for another two seasons. That's going to bring it to its 20th. Woo! Wait, we just so we just did uh, Rookies vs. Vets. What else could they do? I don't know. I thought they ran out of ideas. They'll go back to a regular one. All right. Uh, Peter, uh, oh yeah, and that's it for cancellations and renewals. Next up, we have a handful of deaths here. Uh, first up, Peter Tork. Uh, age 77, he was an actor uh, and a musician. You don't have that here, but uh, he was one of the monkeys. Yes, I figured by saying he's uh, the monkeys. Yeah, but the monkeys, automatically be yeah, they musician. started out as actors, but really they're a band. Yeah. They're more of a band than the Partridge family is. <laughs> I mean, they, they definitely made more music than just their show allowed. Yeah, they're, they're not just monkeying around. No, it's true. They're too busy singing to bring anybody down. Morgan Woodward, age 93, uh, actor, uh, was in Star Trek, Gunsmoke, Dallas. So a lot of... Older actor. A lot of older shows. Yep. Uh, Brody Stevens, age 48. He was a comedian uh, and actor, uh, well-known in the L.A. comedy scene. I saw a lot of people uh, uh, mourning his loss uh, over Twitter over the weekend. Yep. Uh, he was um, a huge yeah. uh, stand-up comedian. From what I understand, uh, died from suicide. Yep. Um, so yeah, oof, rough. Um, get uh, help help your friends with mental health. It's tough, and this we need to prevent more of these things from happening. Uh, but yeah, uh, he uh, was in a couple movies, uh, but most notably, and kind of the running joke, mm-hmm. like, if you could call it that, on Twitter, was that I guess his scene from from The Hangover was cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so oh, there's a lot of people saying that he should have been in the in memoriam. <laughs> So his scene is cut from all the TV stuff, right? Right. Because right. he's the police officer that brings in the kids. Yes. Not Rob Riggle, right. one of the other yeah, ones. Uh, but yeah, uh, seems like a really funny guy. I wasn't super familiar with him before this happened, but mm-hmm. like I said, everybody who's in the scene uh, and aware. Oh well, yeah, a lot uh, of comedians on Twitter really, were really from this. really loved him. So yeah. this is this is definitely a loss for the LA com- comedy scene and comedy as, as a whole. I would say. Uh, and then lastly, uh, well, Stanley Donen uh, was age uh, 94, was a director, uh, directed Singing in the Rain. Yeah. The film, I'm guessing. Yes, the film. Okay. Uh, well, I guess, it, of course, it's the film. It's not actually based on stage. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I added this one for later, but it's a dumb joke, and we can move on. Oh, we can move on? I don't even know if you saw it. Oh, no, I didn't see it. But, <laughs> uh, we can move that to the end. We'll get there. <laughs> Alright, so that means I toss it over to you because it's time to talk about music. Yes. Oh, last thing in TV bit. Last week tonight is back if you want to watch that. It did return. Yes, it returned two weeks ago. I think I'm a week behind. Okay, but it's time to talk about music. And we always start music with what? The Weekend Box. I mean, The Billboard. I think it's basically the same thing. Yes, The Weekend Billboard. Yep. Uh, Yep, and we start uh, with the Hot 100, your singles list. Alright, what am I listening to? I don't know where you're listening uh, to. That's later. Uh, what's, on, what's on the singles chart? Uh, number one is Seven Rings by still, Ariana Grande. Still, it's the fifth number week. one. It's fifth week at number yeah. one. Uh, but it's no longer being bombarded by other Ariana Grande songs. No, it's not. Well, uh, number two, Without Me by Halsey. Yep. Three, Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Yep. That thing's been up there forever now. Yes. Uh, we also have Thank You, Comma Next by Ariana Grande yep. at four. And rounding out your top five. Please Me, Cardi B, and Bruno Mars. That is, that is a new one. sole new single in the That is a five. new thing. Yes. Um, that brings us to the Billboard 200, your albums chart. 
And Ariana Grande, once again, on top with Thank You, Comma, Next. Yeah. Uh, number two, Bohemian Rhapsody, the soundtrack. Yeah, it's further uh, awards bump there. Yep. Uh, speaking of awards bump, number three, A Star is Born. Yep. Uh, at number four, Can't Say I Ain't Country. Yes. The Florida Georgia Line. The one you listened to last week. Yes. Uh, it got that bump because it was the new thing. Yep. You'll see that thing gone immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because country. <laughs> at number five, uh, So Far Gone by Drake. So this is an interesting entry because this is not new. No. In fact, it's ten years old. Where is this, this coming was from? The, uh, it's because it's celebrating a tenth anniversary this uh, this year. Uh, it is Drake's mixtape. It's not even his first record. This was his mixtape that kind of launched his career back in uh, back in 09. Uh, this is back on the charts because it's been in a lot of um, uh, has a lot a lot of coverage one on the internet mm-hmm. and two it's available on Spotify for the first time. Oh. It was previously something you had to go download, but for free because it was a mixtape and that was right. the era in which those were free. Uh, but yeah, uh, you could go and download this. In fact, right now, still, I believe it's still available for free. But Spotify added it to their library for the first time this past week, and thus it was eligible, and thus. Everybody noticed it, and thus ended up in your top five. And thus everyone thought, ooh, new Drake. Except it's not new. Except it's not. But it's, hey, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't heard it, it's new it's to, to you. you. So yeah, uh, that's why it's there. A little bit of Drake trivia there. No, thank you. <laughs> I Yeah, I've never listened to uh, So Far Gone. So I can't tell you. From I what know. I understand, some of it is not held up very well. It's ten years old. <laughs> yeah. Not, not a whole lot of stuff does hold up well after 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So we, let's move uh, on then. Okay. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here are the new releases. New releases. We have two chains. Not yes. one, but two of them. A new two chains record. Yes. Rap or go to the league. I don't know what that means. Go to the league? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Or why rap? is why are, why is this the binary? Why are, why are those my two choices? I either rap or I go to the league. I don't know what the league is supposed to represent, though. Was he almost a football player? Like, what was he saying? Like, he was almost in a sport, so he's like, well, I had two choices. I could rap or I could go to the league. Is that where Maybe, the two comes from? Perhaps I will listen to this um, on Friday, and I will tell, report back next week to tell you what that means. We need a new birthday song from him. Yeah, a new, bir- <laughs> new birthday song. Yep. Uh, we also have Hosier. Yes, Hosier. that Hosier. Hoosier. Yes, Hoosier with <laughs> Wasteland, comma, baby. Yeah, this name or made baby. me laugh. It looks like Wasteland, baby. Well, it's Wasteland, comma, baby, because baby is yelling at me. Exclamation point, yes. Yes. Yeah, weird name. We also have Queensrich. Queensrich? Queensrich? Queensrich. Queensrich. With the verdict. What's the verdict? Uh, the verdict is I'm going to pass on that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we also have Royal Trucks with White Stuff. Okay. And, if you couldn't get enough Weezer, Weezer's out with a new album. More Weezer. More Weezer with the Black Album. Uh, technically, it's self-titled, but they always do this, and we always end up calling it by the na- the color that it is, so this is the Black Album. <laughs> this follows, of course, their White Album, which was a couple years ago. Right. Uh, this is, of course, not the covers. No, this is this, this is, is not original. the teal album. No, this is the black album. <laughs> no, if you want to listen to all those their covers, it's already up on Spotify. Yes, this is new Weezer stuff. This is new Weezer stuff, and from what I understand, the internet already hates it. So there you go. Oh, okay. 
Sounds like we're not getting good Weezer this time. We're getting bad Weezer. Okay, so... I'm not going to bother. I mean, I might have to, probably, uh, at some point here. Uh, but I might not do it this week. But we'll see. You know, that's a big long shot if it does. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we have music news, or rather, TV news. We or do. video game news. I don't know what R. Kelly does anymore, but we have to talk uh, about this him. This is music in the music section. But, yes, uh, but there was the documentary about him. They got him. Okay. Well, so they didn't really get him. He well, just they got him turned for a period of time, and then they didn't get him. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of a combination news story. This has the whole recap of what happened last week. Last week was a busy time for R. Kelly, so break it down for us. Wicked, wicked, wicked. After spending the weekend in jail. <laughs> no. Yes. He yes. was yes. in jail. Yes. R. Kelly actually went to jail yes. on sexual abuse charges. Uh, but being that he is R. Kelly and believing that he can fly, he has posted a $100,000 bail. He didn't post it. Well, someone Somebody did. posted it for him. Well, someone must have done it because he was released on Monday. Yes. Uh, according to Cook County dra- uh, Jail Records, cited by the New York Times, the one and only, a woman who described herself as... A friend from the Chicago area yeah. paid the $100,000 bail, uh, the standard 10% bail fee. Does that mean his bail was at a million, charged for a million dollars? Yeah. Oh. That's why initially going into this, everybody assumed that he would not be bailed out because everybody was like, well, no one's going to spend that much money on R. Kelly. Are you kidding? Like, his career is done. There's no reason. And this lady comes out literally from nowhere. She owns, like, a bakery or something? I don't know. I read something about how, like, whatever she does is super shady and, like, should probably be investigated. (laughs) But, yeah, this lady, random, says she's a friend and posts bail out of nowhere. Does R. Kelly not have 100000 I mean, you... I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe he doesn't want to? Yeah, I don't know what the story was. Okay. I just remember reading going into this after the indictment. Just someone that somebody paid. Somebody was like, yeah, no, he's, there's, he's not getting out of this. So he's just yeah. sitting there in jail, buying a little business. All of a sudden, someone comes up and says, you posted bail. Yeah. He's like... Like that scene in every movie where someone's in jail? Yeah. Where it's always like, somebody shows up like, hey, I'm here to bail you out. Like, I just paid. Like, come, come out. Like, I wonder if that actually happened. So is this what the Monopoly card get out of jail free is right, for? yeah. Based on... <laughs> like this is how it happens this is how it happens but anyways the setup for this of course is in the second half of the story yes well the, uh, R. Kelly had pleaded not guilty to the 10 counts of of criminal sexual abuse unsurprising leveled against him at a hearing in Chicago on Monday morning uh, he has been in jail since turning himself into authorities on Friday night after his indictment earlier that day now I know he did turn himself into jail. There was no big right. run on the run. No, he didn't, man he didn't try. He knew he was done. Well, yeah. There's a huge documentary about him. Yeah, he's our freaking Kelly. Right. So yeah, the important thing here is that yeah, he was charged. <laughs> he was indicted. He went to jail. But that's how jail works. Yes. Do note that this is R. Kelly, the singer, not R. Kelly, the football player. No. Not running back. All right. Well, that's that's all that is. So, so he's on posted on bail right now. Right. So he still has to show up to bit. his hearing. Right. All that is still to come. Still he is come. not a free man. No. <laughs> just, just no. to clarify. Just yeah. It's just it's not ideal. But we'll see. Yep. Uh, speaking of not ideal. All right. What else isn't ideal? Peter Frampton. Yeah, he's all right. 
Uh, he has some I like that episode of The Simpsons where he's like performing at the same uh, festivals, uh, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins when uh, Homer's uh, when Homer does the cannonball the, act, the cannonball freak. Yes, uh, where he he had, releases the can't release the inflatable pig because Homer stole it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that Peter Frampton. <laughs> that Peter Frampton. That's that how one, I have Peter from that one Simpsons episode. Yeah. <laughs> and also a career in music. But well, anyways, what's up with Peter? Or Frampton? so I've been told. Yes. Well, Peter Frampton has told CBS this morning. On Saturday, yeah, not this morning. No, uh, that he suffers from a rare and incurable condition called inclusion body myositis. Doesn't sound fun. No, uh, it causes the muscles to slowly weaken over time. Fun. Uh, although the disease was first diagnosed three and a half years ago, he had a tum- uh, after he had a tumble on stage. It was only this past fall. I'm guessing that's fall time, not fall tumble. I actually think it means actual fall. Actual season fall. Yeah, it's not. No, 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 no. Actual fall tumble. Oh, okay. Like he fell. All right. Because it's not capitalized. Okay. That's how you know. So, uh, so when he last fell, he fell. Yes, he noticed uh, the effects speeding up. So he decided it was time to tell fans that this was their last shot at seeing him in peak form. Yeah. So, we have another artist going on a farewell tour. tour. Exactly. Uh, This one will begin in June 18th in Tulsa and is scheduled to wrap up October 12th in San Francisco. That is a four-month tour. That's going to be limited dates. Not a a whole lot of time to go see Peter Frampton before he's gone from touring. um, He may, like a lot of artists... End up doing one-off shows. Yeah. But in terms of like a grand tour, this is probably it. Yeah, probably yeah. it. So uh, go see him. If yeah. you want to see him. Yep, Peter Frampton. One of the greats. Get your tickets now. Or whenever they go on sale. All right. All right, let's move on. All right, uh, that brings us to thoughts. Do we have any thoughts I didn't on listen music? to anything new. Uh, your number one album is still Thank You Next. Uh, you... Sound like you have some things to talk about uh, when it comes to Thank You Next. Uh, yes, I happen to listen to Thank You, Comma, Next for the first time. Yes, I've avoided it all this time. <laughs> now, uh, are you talking about the song or the rec- or the album? I'm talking about the song. Oh, okay. Not about the song, <laughs> Thank You, Comma, Next. Yeah? I'm talking about that I happen to be carpooling with someone <laughs> and the song just happened to come on the radio. Yeah. And I just happened to listen to it. And what? it took me a while to realize that was the song that was playing. Uh-huh. And I didn't really care for it. What? I don't understand. I didn't understand the song. I didn't, I didn't care for it. Wait. Maybe if I listen to it, like, by itself? You should probably listen to it isolated. Because, I did isolated? Yeah. Before? Because, like, I don't know. So, do you have anything particular that you didn't like about it? Like, It sounded like an Ariana Grande song. It is an Ariana Grande song. That, that's about it. <laughs> I, I, it's like, oh, okay, that, clearly that's Ariana Grande. I mean, really, the interesting, the interesting part about that song is not how it sounds. Okay. The interesting part of that song is the lyrics. The interesting song uh, part about it is the fact that it's a, ostensibly a love song to herself. Okay. She's basically talking about, like, 
yeah, I had previous relationships. Yes, they didn't work out in the end. But here's what I learned from them. And I'm avail- 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 like I have the ability now to have a greater respect for myself and a greater understanding of myself because of what I went through in those previous relationships. So it's basically, it's a breakup song, basically, that instead of dwelling on the sadness of it, she's talking about how it has improved her. She's triumphed over the difficulty, is basically what she's saying. Yeah, I didn't hear any of that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should have it by itself. <laughs> Maybe you should try it again. Maybe uh, try yeah. it again. Uh, but it's not my favorite uh Ariana Grande song for how it sounds. No, I definitely think she has stronger songs, but I do understand why this has uh, is so endearing to people because I could understand if people say have had similar experiences to Ariana and uh, where they have gone through some real rough breakups. Impossible. This is, gives them the ability to rethink that, rethink that situation, turn the tables, if you will, and not dwell on the negative, but dwell on the positive. But that's impossible. No one in the history of ever has gone through a rough breakup. Ever. She is the first. That's why she wrote a song about it. This is a new experience, and uh-huh. she's telling us all about it. Uh-huh. That's why I can't relate to it, because I never happened to me. <laughs> yeah, you're a unique case. Let's put it that way. Anyways... Let's move on. Anyways, uh, video games. Let's talk about video games, shall we? Because it's a really good week. A lot of, well, a lot of good stuff happened, and then maybe like a slightly not so good thing, but I still think it's interesting. Yes. What do we got, though, first in new releases? First up, in new releases, we have Ape Out. Ape Out. Uh, Is this the Ape Escape? I don't know what this is, but it's called Ape Out. Okay, and it's well, got an ape on it. So well, it's on the Switch and the PC, so probably not. But the Switch out? means it thinks it is. If you like to ape out, here's your chance. Okay. We also have Dead or Alive Six for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yep, you're fighting game with uh, jiggly boobs, yep. aka back. DOA. For, less for all you fighting. Less jiggly boobs this time. They're not as jiggly as before. Oh, think they cut down on the jiggle they physics? They cut down on the jiggle, and uh, the costumes, at least the initial costumes that you don't have to pay for, are not as risque. Okay. We also have Left Alive for the PlayStation and PC. Uh, sounds like a zombie game, but I could be wrong. I think that is a zombie <laughs> game. We also have The Occupation for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Don't know. Question mark, question mark, question mark. It's The Occupation. The occupation. Yes. Uh, and lastly, RBI Baseball 19. 19. It's like an arcade kind of baseball game. It is. If you're wondering, like, wait a minute, I thought... That was that... an iOS game. Well, no. Before you say that, I was going to say, oh, I thought that Sony had the rights to the Major League Baseball console releases. They, they still do. do. RBI Baseball does not have the real teams. Yes. <laughs> Just letting everybody know ahead at a time, these do not have the real teams or players. Uh, is it one of those like just the number? It's number twenty-four. Yeah, basically, you're number twenty-four on New York. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's just so maybe it looks just like wait the for the show. The show's always better, anyways. The show's always better. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that comes out on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Yep. All right. Let's get to the stories. Okay. Well, uh, let's start with Nintendo. Yes. yes. We have two stories about Nintendo tonight. Yeah. 
They did some new. They pretty good. They firing all cylinders lately. They really know how to own the beginning of the year. <laughs> yes, it's when it comes to well, they're allowed to do these tree houses. Although, if you would ask me, if you had asked me uh, a few months ago, what wh- whether I thought that. EA would whiff it as much as they have with Anthem. Uh, I wouldn't have seen this coming, but yet here we are, and Nintendo is the story of the February. Speaking of Anthem, yeah. that is out. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody's playing. Nobody, nobody cares. I've not seen anything on In that. In fact, more people are still talking about Apex Legends. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's weird. Anyways, but let's talk about Nintendo. Okay. So what's our first Nintendo story? Our first Nintendo story is uh, talking about Pikachu. Oh, so much Pikachu. Well. Not a whole lot of Pikachu, but Pokemon yes. as a franchise. Yes, so, uh, like two days ago, we got a surprise tweet from uh, Nintendo of Japan, America, whatever. Yeah, all of the above. All of the above. Nintendo. Saying that uh, this morning, literally this morning. Yes, would be Wednesday morning. Would be a brand new, never before seen Pokemon Direct. So we did our due diligence here. We did our reporting uh, by waking up at 6 a.m. to see this. At least I did. And um, oh no, I, I I watched it at uh, 6:45. I watched it live. I, I watched it as it was happening. As so, I do going in, it was going to be a seven-minute thing. I didn't need the field to get the need to watch it live. This was similar to what they did uh, with the reveal of Sun and Moon, where uh, except more than what we got that in that, that initial reveal, this is the official reveal of Generation Eight. This is the newest Pokemon Generation Switch exclusive, uh, and yeah, we know what they are. It's uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yep. Uh, what else do I have written down there? Pokemon Sword and Shield, the 8th generation exclusive to Switch. The games will take place in the Galar region, yes. which is kind of like the UK? It seems to be based on the UK. I put yes. London specifically because it seems like most of what they showed was London surrogate. Yes, but the big map they showed definitely looked like the UK. But kind of, uh, what I'm getting at is, like, if you recall, X and Y was based on France. Paris. Not France, yeah, but Paris. Paris. They specifically said Paris. So I'm assuming that that's probably what they're doing here as well. You okay. might get some stuff that looks like it takes place outside there, but it's London. There's a Big Ben. Right. There is. There's a big clock tower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, Galar region. Uh, maybe we'll get a Galarexit. Uh, you know what? <laughs> the joke doesn't really work. But no. I actually was considering a um, a Brexit joke earlier yes. today, and I was like, I can't make this work. No. I can't make this fun. No, you can't. Maybe they did that on purpose. <laughs> Probably. Anyways, not only do we get the names yes. of a new game, not only get the region yes. of where it's going to be taking place, yes. but we actually got the starters as we well. We starters. What are those starters? Your new starters are Score Bunny. Take a guess of what that is. <laughs> it's a fire type. It, what gave that away? It's also a bunny, because bunny's in the name. Yes, Score Bunny. So it kind of looks like a soccer player. It does. Uh, which I think is on purpose, because the UK... It's pretty big, yeah. They love spike. They love summer. Uh, but that's not the only one. No. Uh, we also have Grookey, uh, which is a green monkey. Uh, grass monkey. monkey. Grass monkey. That funky monkey. And I uh, misspelled uh, the last one here. Ignore the C. Yes, it's Sobble. Sobble. Yep. Which uh, uh, is a, a looks like a very anxious lizard. It is. Which is my favorite it's and the one I will be picking. <laughs> it's a water type. It's, Yes, it's a water lizard. um, Bubble, I guess. Squirtle, bubble, sobble. 
Yeah, I think it's cute. I love that little little guy. I'm 100% Sobble, Team Sobble right now. Seems like a lot of people love that Score Bunny, though. Yeah. Score Bunny looks cool. Yeah. Uh, the fire types usually, usually for the most part, are favorites. the favorites. Uh, but I will not pick one until I see the final forms. Yeah, I'm very That's curious about how they will evolve. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, not much else was actually revealed. Right. Um, there's not a lot of footage, though. Oh yeah, there's a lot of footage. It looks good. Yeah, and it, it looks like a Switch game. That are interesting here. Yeah, um, it looks like catching. Uh, where we're here. Yeah, it looks like uh, ran- random battles are back. Yeah, which is weird. So one of the notable things about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee was that they made it very clear. Random battles are no more. You see a Pokemon in the grass, and that is who the Pokemon you battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, judging by the footage, back to random battles. And yep. There was no clear Pokemon models in the grass, and the trainer did encounter a, sh- a first uh, shaded figure that ended up being a Pikachu. So thus, right. random, random appearance. Um. I think this is also, like, in development. They may change that. I'm pretty sure it's going to be random battles. I, I think so, because that's just how it's Pokemon tra- games it, are traditional. For a traditional entry into the series, which is what this is, yep. I think that's what you got to do. Yep. Uh, but uh, we also looks like uh, catching looks like it's returned to the traditional method as well. So what I mean by that is also in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, uh, you did not have to battle a Pokemon to catch it. You threw a ball Pokemon Go style uh, with the motion controls or without motion controls, depending. This uh, footage showed though a Pokeball being thrown in a more traditional way by the trainer, which seems to insinuate. That there is no such Pokemon thro- uh, b- ball throwing mechanic. Now, whether or not that will be in some sort of side mode, say, for example, a connection to Pokemon Go, in which mm-hmm. you still do have to do that, uh, that's, you know, who knows? That's not, that's not on the table. But, but from the footage they showed today, it looks like it is traditional battle and traditional catching. Okay. And lastly, character customization is back. Yes. We get to change clothes. Literally the first thing they showed uh, footage-wise was, look at all the cool clothes this trainer is wearing. That was one of my favorite things from the X and Y. Yes. One of my favorite new things in Pokemon as a series, 100%, is the fact that they actually let you customize your trainers now. Mm-hmm. So the base trainers, they look pretty generic, though, because of that. Yep. Like, generic uh, uh, male trainer has, like... A short hairdo. Generic female trainer has a pretty similar uh, hairdo to the Sun and Moon. But if those games were any indication, you'll be able to change the hair as well. Yep. Well, uh, that brings us to the end. So, well, no. So this game, by that thoughts? I mean, the game's going to be released end of the year. End of the year. So it's confirmed for 2019. Yes. By that, I'm going to assume November because that's yeah. when Sun and Moon came out. Uh, actually, I'm thinking October. Okay. I can see an October release. I mean, October, November. This is definitely like the holiday yeah, get. This is your N- Nintendo holiday release. Yep. Uh, so, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know what they show, what you're thinking. This is the first, I want to say the first Pokemon game on a Nintendo console. Yeah, the Switch Not is a weird. handheld. Because it's kind of both. Yeah, it's not really a handheld. So it's like an asterisk there. Yeah, but, but yeah, basically speaking, this is this is what this is this is that. 
Right. This is what everyone assumed Pokemon Stars was going to be. Right, right. But no, it's going to be a, a, an actual generation game. Yeah. Um, they went, they're sticking with the no more colors. No more, no more gems. I was even thinking, trying to brainstorm last night before all this happened. I was like, "What do they have?" Like, I almost thought, "Ooh, they could do um, uh, like Greek letters." I was thinking, like, do we have like a Pokemon Alpha Omega thing? And then I remembered they did. Oh no, we did Alpha Omega for Ruby and Sapphire remakes, and I was like, "Oh shoot, that's a thing." (laughs) Um, And I was like, really having a hard time. Like, what do they have? So yeah, Sword and Shield, eh, not the strongest thing they could have done. But I get it because. England, history of medieval uh, combat. Coat, coat of Makes arms. Sense. Yeah. Um, it's, it looks like a Pokemon game. I don't really have a whole lot of feels for yeah. it yet. It definitely looks cool. Definitely makes me want to buy a Switch now. Oh, 100%. Uh, as if you, you don't already have things. a Switch from last year's Smash Brothers yeah. and you want to play a Pokemon game. This is where it's going to be. Well, this got me really jazzed. So I'm, I'm 100%. Like, I don't remember. No, I do. The last time I was this excited for a video game was probably uh, Uncharted 4. Weren't you also this excited for Sun and Moon when it yeah, came out? but that was around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd like <laughs> to think so. Yeah, and I was excited for that because I think ever since X and Y, I've been rejuvenated with my Pokemon fandom. They just keep getting better. In this game, judging by the footage, I think it could potentially be really, really, really good. All the footage looked good. The graphic style, they're, they're uh, using the same engine that was used in Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee, but this time in a game that I want to play. And everything about this morning gave me like hope that that was a bridge game. In fact, just yesterday I was having it. Uh, I briefly brought up to my roommate. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really interested to see what this this happens and he was like oh yeah i was thinking about like whether i keep going back and forth whether i want to buy let's go pikachu eevee and i told him like yeah that's how i've been i'm gonna wait till what they show tomorrow morning and that'll just make me decide whether it's even worth it this showed me that no there's no reason i need to play let's go those are literally their that was their move it was kind of a dual move. Is their move for the response of Pokemon Go? It being was to so bridge big. the gap between people who came into the series via Go to introduce them to, hey, this is a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. This is the next step after that, and I think it was really smart for them to do that. But this reassured me, like I have no reason to go back to to Let's Go. I don't need to play those games. Nope. Because this looks like it's going to bring all the stuff that I liked about Let's Go. The look. The vibe, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that it's on Switch, and into an actual Pokemon game. Uh, the th- question marks for me now are a couple things that uh, they said in the presentation. He did say that they were trying new, that they were the team was willing to try new things. And I'm wondering what that means in this this the, in this context. That's also what they said in the run up to Sun and Moon, and they really did try some new things. With the uh, the Pokemon uh, uh, partners that you got, basically to replace HMs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and like that was brand new. I'd like to see that back. That was a fun way to yeah. use a different Pokemon without taking up a HM slave. Yeah. Removing gyms completely. Like, are there gyms in Galar? I don't know. It, we don't there know. was a stadium setting. I yeah, I love the idea of going into a Pokemon generation in a post-Sun and Moon world because now it's like 
That literally anything can change. It's whatever we want it to be. Nothing They're no is longer sacred tied anymore. to you need to go collect eight gym battles. Yeah. I love that. I love that nothing is sacred because it makes it really interesting to see in the run up to the, their game's release what they're willing to change and what they're willing to expand upon. Which is kind of like the thing, though, that'll be a lot of people's problem with this game, though, potentially. Did they change so much that they alienate some of the classic fans? Was Let's Go them like saying, like, here's your nostalgia game and this is your radically different thing? Are they What I'm saying is, are they going to Breath, Breath of the Wild Pokemon here? Or are they going to play it safe? I don't know. They've had two years since Ultra Sun and Moon. Right. So I think they've had time to learn from what people like and don't like yeah. and give them a game based off that. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure how far along the anime series is. They got... Well, the weird thing about that is that they had the problem the anime always does, which was they weren't done telling the original game story by the time the sequels came out. Right. So they incorporated a lot of Ultra stuff into the plot of the, of the series as it was, as it, like, was mm-hmm. already. And so, yeah, they kind of fast-tracked it in a little way. Um, So, yeah, I have not uh, watched in a while, though, because currently the U.S. uh, uh, dub is on hiatus. Uh, It has not returned since, I want to say, last summer. We haven't had new episodes in, like, easily, like, six or seven months. Okay. It's been a while. So, I don't know. We haven't picked up. So, I, I, and I haven't watched the subs. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but... Well, because normally they introduce... Introduce new game with new themes, or with new series. At some point. At some point. Eventually that happens. It's not usually right on, though. No. There's usually some overlap. Another thing to note about the release, though, that is a simultaneous worldwide release, just like they did with uh, Sun and Moon. Yeah. So we'll be getting it at the same time as Japan. Which is good. I mean, there's no... In the digital age, there's no need for waiting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, to wrap up my thoughts about it, I'm really, really excited. I just Even the idea of just having a Pokemon game on a Switch mm-hmm. sounds amazing because I've been needing things for that Switch. Uh, Tetris 99 was good for that. It was like, I was like, oh, I have a reason to play this thing <laughs> daily. Uh, speaking of Tetris 99, I finally did it. I saw you finally I won. won. I won uh, number one at one point. I haven't been able to replicate it since, but I did it. <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, so yeah I'm really excited I want to see more of what, what they have plans for this thing I hope they try some new things but ultimately I'm just excited to play another big Pokemon game and my 3DS is charging so that way I'll finally uh, I've now committed I need to finish Sun and Moon before this thing comes out so I lost my cable oops I wanted to play Sun and Moon um, when I went to Florida yeah but I lost my cable so I couldn't charge it oh uh, because it's a specific charger. It's really specific. I it hate is. how it's not just a generic USB micro. Yeah. You should have just made it generic. Yep. Oh, well. I hate, yep. uh, from what I understand, the newer ones have USB-C. Okay. But. All right. That's it. For right. Pokemon. Let's talk about other Nintendo news. Do you want to talk about the other Pokemon news? Oh, yeah. We can briefly bring that up. There was a new trailer for Pokemon uh, Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. What do you think about this? I want to get your, your thoughts about this trailer. So, uh... I thought that the Pokemon looked better in this trailer. Definitely cleaned up a lot of them. They definitely did a lot more effects work. The Pokemon look better. I like the idea that 
of why they're working together. That Pikachu can only understand Pokemon and yeah. the kid can only understand people. So that works well. That's a good reason to bring them together. Right. I'm still hesitant on it because yeah. it is definitely a weird concept, but this trailer made me at least more calm than the first trailer did. I had the complete reverse. Okay. So that first trailer, it was weird, and I like that it was weird. But the cool thing about that first trailer is it really gave you the sense of, and I, we talked about this on the podcast, yeah. really gave you the sense of this is what it would be like if you did live in a Pokemon world. That stuff was fascinating to me, which made this trailer disappointing to me because that's all background. Mm-hmm. This trailer was all about what is this movie about? This is the story trailer. What is the story? And that's important if you're trying to sell a movie because most people, that is what they're looking for. Yep. And I thought that that stuff was like kind of interesting, but I wanted more of that world building. So yeah, um, it is what it is. I thought that some of the set pieces look interesting. I think... Uh, I mean, Pikachu says hell. So, he, <laughs> he says, get me the hell out of here. Pikachu said hell. That means nothing. I don't know why the internet is all <laughs> like, oh my god, now there's a Pokemon hell. Like, no, that's, that's what not I the literally concept. said on Twitter. I was like, does this mean there's a Pokemon hell? No. <laughs> it's an expression. You're an expression. I don't know. I think it's funny. Again, because I like the world building aspect of it. I like the idea of a Pokemon hell. If there's a Pokemon god, Arceus, yeah. then there could be a Pokemon hell. No, because the opposite of him is Pokemon chaos. We haven't met Pokemon devil yet. Uh. <laughs> there's got to be a Pokemon Satan. Give me Pokemon Satan. Pokemon Satan in this generation? Yeah, this generation will happen. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, so my feeling was like, yeah, this looks more like a movie, and thus I'm slightly less excited for it. <laughs> I can't... But one thing, though, I am kind of excited, though, is I read a thing this this uh, this week that was kind of, like, talking about it from an industry standpoint, like, mm-hmm. what the producers have, like, their eyes on. They apparently want this thing, if it's a success, to maybe spark a PCU, if you will, a Pokemon cinematic universe that would lead to more movies down the line. That is potentially really cool. I well, there are different. I won't say generations, but yeah. different regions that you yeah. can have yeah. a new character. There are explore literally unlimited possibilities yes. for a PCU. A PCU is that yeah. what we're calling it? I'm calling it a PCU. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Pokemon could be your new Marvel in ten years' time. Who knows? Maybe. I could see that working. I could see I could different see that happening. Different kids actors yeah or you know teens or whatever there's so many stories you can tell yes and i know a lot of uh good stories uh that already exist that could be told in there uh so yeah hire people uh but yeah um so if we want this cinematic thing to work (laughs) we have to go see this thing i guess but yeah i don't know this could also be a one-off and nobody could care right Uh, there's a lot of possible ways this could go also how do you feel about that weird ass mewtwo uh, it it looks like a hairless cat. Yeah, it looks weird. I don't like it. I guess that he's trying. They're trying to make him look alien. Yeah, is that kind of what is what he is. But yeah. I don't know. And yeah, of course he looks messed up. He was literally designed to be messed up. Yep. So I I don't know. I I I, I feel like just them showing him means that he's gonna be like the big bad or something. Seems reason. like he's the big bad, and I'm 
I'm guessing, I'm throwing this out here, I'm guessing that he's being manipulated by an evil person. Because, as you know, Pokemon are not evil. No. They are influenced by evil people uh, to be evil. Uh, they're generally good-natured. They're, Mewtwo they're is a weird exception nature. because he's, like, rebelling against his, his creators. But again, I don't know how much of the anime continuity is actually canon in this right. universe. That's actually a good question. What universe does this take place in? Is this a new universe that's set up for the films? Is this the game universe? Or is this the anime universe? Who the hell knows? According to the MCU, this is yeah. a new universe. It yeah, has if, no... if they're following the same rules. Yes, it does not... Uh, there's, no there's, there's no crossover with any of the but comic there books. could be elements of all of the above in within yes yeah. uh, and also I want to go to that coffee shop that the Ludicolo works at because I bet a Ludicolo <laughs> would be really good at making a good coffee <laughs> alright you have anything else to say about Detective Pikachu I don't I don't want to say a whole lot it's coming up quick yeah it's coming up May yeah that's a May movie that's your that's one of your pre-summer movies. No, that, that is mid. That is debut, start of summer. Yeah. But so we'll see. That's going to be interesting. I'm a little bit more worried now, but we'll see. I don't know why you're so worried. Like it's like so. When I, so the first year made it look like it's going to be like super campy. There's not a whole lot going on in it, but this one may look like we've established a whole lot. We've done a lot more. But it don't, don't also worry. makes it look more formulaic. It does. Which is worrying to me. That's... It's like, oh, they're going to follow the formula. I'm like, ah, I wanted a fun Pokemon romp. It's going to be a detective movie. It is, because it says Detective Pikachu. It's on the label. It's on the label. All right. Uh, last story. Um, yes. Uh, so, do you want to talk about Pikachu's innocence? No, we already did. No? Okay. <laughs> All right. Last story here. Uh, we're going to stick with the Nintendo theme because there is a new King of the Castle, so to you say. say that, yes. <laughs> uh, last week was a sad, sad... Sad but understandable. Sad but understandable um, happening. Yeah. As president... You look president, right? Yes. yes. President... Of Nintendo of America and Chief Operating Officer Reggie Fulmi. Yes. Retiring. Yes, his body is no longer ready. Yes, he is. His body ready. is ready to rest. He is retiring <laughs> on April 15th, uh, Nintendo had announced, ending his 15 years with yeah. the company. He was there from uh, GameCube all the way to Switch. Yep. 15 impressive years. Tenure. Yeah, impressive tenure. 2004? So yeah, before GameCube or no, yeah, after yeah, GameCube. Yeah, after GameCube. After GameCube uh, for the de- uh, right before the debut of the DS. Yep. Uh, he, uh, Reggie, Reggie will be replaced by Bowser. Doug Bowser. Yes, that Bowser. <laughs> Not Bowser, the enemy from Mario. Although he is self-aware about the fact that he shares the last name with the villain. Uh, the debut video uh, video that he put up in 2015 uh, or. Yeah, a couple of years ago, yeah. uh, when he joined the company, was uh, involved in the background dolls of Mario and Luigi tied up. Yep. Which I thought was cute. So he's aware, yes, he's his name aware, is Bowser. And he's being in charge of Nintendo. The internet loves this. Yes. The internet is obsessed with the fact that his name is Bowser. Uh, <laughs> yes. Bowser will be taken up. Yes. And, uh, Nintendo of America's current 
uh, senior vice president of sales and marketing. Yeah, right. um, he will now become COO. Yes. Uh, yep. Uh, quote: It's a part. It's a part that is filled with gratitude uh, for the incredibly talented people I've worked with, for the opportunity to represent such a wonderful brand, and for most of all, to feel like a member of the of the world's most positive and enduring gamer community. Uh, this is Reggie speaking, yeah, of course. Yeah, Reggie's. Yes. Uh, quote, As I look forward to departing in both, in both good health and good humor, this is not game over for me, but instead <laughs> leveling up uh. to one more time with my wife, family, and friends. So, so he's been at this for 15 years. He's done a lot yeah. for not just Nintendo, but video games in general. Oh, yeah. He's, he's well-deserving of retirement. He kind of ushered in the era, the current era of Nintendo, which is forward-facing, directly speaking to fans, yep. and no longer mysterious. Like, back when, you know, when I first started following video games and stuff, Nintendo was very secretive. Like, you basically had what was written in Nintendo Power, yep. and whatever they decided to show up, E3 and Space World for those early years, and then nothing else all the rest of the year. You never knew what was coming out, what was canceled, what was on the docket. Now, we have a version of Nintendo that tells you when games are being delayed. Yep. That never happened before, and Reggie is part of that. Reggie brought in that change, because he made Nintendo of America more of a... Uh, more of a uh, more of a, a, a voice instead of just letting Nintendo in Japan run the show. Right. He also made Nintendo basically leave a lot of these expos so you don't have to wait yeah. and started treehouses. Yeah, he helped usher in the directs yep. and the treehouses and their modern approach to E3 as well. Uh, but yeah, um, I think though this is a good time to go. Yeah. Like the Switch is doing really, really well for them. They're back in a position of power in the industry. The rumors about their potential partnership with Microsoft are very compelling and could really change things up in the industry. I think all of these things, this is the time to go. This is, Go while you're on a high, not while you're on a low. I also want to say that these leaving, like, the Switch is literally the fastest selling thing yeah. Nintendo's ever put out. Right, that's crazy to think yeah. about. This is the company that made the Wii. Yes. <laughs> the Wii hit 100, 100 yeah. million sales. The NES, units. the DS, and the Wii, like, were the biggest successes they ever had, and the Switch is on track to be bigger than all of them. Now, do you think Reggie gets pushed for upcoming console? Whatever that could be, Google? Who knows? I don't know. Google at the game developers? <laughs> yeah, that could also be but interesting. So yeah, we're at the we're at the precipice of some really interesting industry changes, mm-hmm. uh, whether the rumored ones pan out or not. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see what Bowser has in mind for the company. <laughs> More spikes on everything. I bet that's my bet. Uh, he's gonna make a bridge that's actually sturdy. Yeah, and everything's made made of fire at this point. I, 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 I kind of <laughs> wish for his first day. There's just a big bowl of peaches on his desk <laughs> waiting for him. <laughs> Alright. Or mushrooms. Whichever. <laughs> uh, did you play any video games? Uh, oh, that, oh, so that brings us to thoughts. It does. Uh, did I play any video games? I have not played a video game since, since Finishing Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. 
right. Yes, I've been busy um, with a bunch of other stuff going on. I finished, at least the I finished the campaign campaign of Crackdown Three. There was a uh, campaign last weekend. Yes, that was a campaign. <laughs> believe it or not, I finished yes. the campaign, the story. I guess you could call it if you want to call it that story. Um, Technically, I've gotten all the orbs, so I'm not done. I haven't hundred percented it. Okay. But um, but yeah, I finished the story. It kind of ends with a whimper. It's not a story based game, so I guess I should have seen that coming. But yeah, there aren't a whole lot of things in the end game uh, really that matter. They shoot you right back into the the world after that to pick up what you left off. Right. There is an option, however, to reset the world. So if you want to go into the world with your super powered agent and start from the top, you can. Uh, the first game lets you do that as well. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I may do that after I pick up the remaining orbs I get. But oh man, the one thing this game is missing that it direly needs. Remember how games like Infamous um, and Spider-Man even uh, have beacons where you can tell if there's items in your vicinity? Yeah. Crackdown has never and still does not have that. So mm. you're only judge for where agility orbs that you're missing are is the overworld map that says gives you a number it'll say oh you have seven out of 14 of the orbs in this area but it does not denote where they are so it's basically like you getting up to a high spot and trying to like see like look use the camera like do i see any shafts of green light where an agility orb would be and seeing nothing and then going back to the map and seeing this still says I have 7 out of 14. Where the hell are they? And then just bailing and going like, fine, I'm over it. I need to go to a different place in the map. Uh, this is where the internet comes yeah. in. You're like, okay, fine. T- tell me where this is. I was just hoping I wouldn't have to use a guide for this. But if I'm going to 100% this game, which I don't know if I want to or not. I'm still on the, on the precipice whether I want to or not. Then I might have to use a guide. I really hope I don't. Have so to. I used a guide to Platinum Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. But that was after I did everything in one solid run. After yeah. I did as much as I could, going on my own. It was like, okay, I need to find these last two. I don't want to be searching for two hours. Ugh. Yeah, because that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I feel a little less positive uh, after finishing it. I had fun with it while it lasted, but now now that I've kind of done my piece with it, I don't know if I'm going to come back. So Crackdown is down Crack for done. the count now? Crackdown? Crackdown. <laughs> yes. So yeah, uh, I still I still think that it's fun little distraction for a weekend, but that's about how much juice it has in that tank. Not worth the nine-year wait? Not worth the wait. Not worth 60 bucks. Okay. All right. That's all I played. I'm, like I said, I'm gonna jump back into Sun and Moon and maybe finish that up. Okay, I wish I could. Yeah, maybe I'll find a chart. Pick source. up a cable. Pick up a cable. But that I have not played a game, and that brings us to the end. That's it. That's, That's it, it for the Media Boat Podcast. So it's time to wrap up. All right. So let's plug away here. Let's plug ourselves in. This has been the Media Boat Podcast. We podcast live. On YouTube.com every Wednesday night. Tonight we went up at seven. Uh, we are not sure. We don't have a full like a like a set time at this point, uh, but we are Wednesday nights. Uh, those are going to be uh, uh, PM, uh, like around between six and eight PM uh, Pacific yeah. time. Uh, check it out on YouTube.com/slash/mediaboat. Did we have comments? Oh, we do have comments. And then we didn't even realize it. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, because I, I guess it was stuck on top chat or uh, live chat. So we didn't see any of the comments. Yeah. Uh, do we want to address those real quick? Yeah, we can address them real quick. Okay. We have Hi Guys checking in. Uh, back in music. Guess that's why the two-year Peter Frampton Steve Miller band ended. <laughs> yes. And we saw them twice over the last two years. Uh, Peter Frampton. Oh. And we have a new comment. What's both of your favorite Pokemon? Ooh. Hmm. What's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, my favorite... Oh, wow. There's like, what, 800 to choose from? There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, my favorite one to try and capture, if I can, is Ampharos. Or at least Flaffy, and then up yeah, to Ampharos. to Ampharos. Ampharos, yeah, he's like one of Ampharos. my favorites. I like it. I liked his mega form too. Mm-hmm. It, it was very uh, funny and endearing because Ampharos is just funny looking. Uh, but my, f- I yeah, I could say Ampharos is one of my favorites. I have a real answer and I have a joke answer. Okay. My real answer, although the joke answer is becoming more real every time I think about it, uh, and now that I actually have used it in, in, in the games, my real answer has always been Bayleaf. Yes. I never I liked Meganium, but I love Bayleaf for some reason. I just love the little design, and I just have, and uh, that's my favorite generation, Generation 2. So I just have these nostalgic feelings about Bayleaf and that whole Chikorita line. Uh, but my joke answer, like I said, becoming more and more real when, the more I think about it, is Tropius. Trope. Tropius is the best. He grows fruit on his neck. Other Pokemon eat that fruit. <laughs> and it I love flies. It. It's huge and it flies. I love it. And he flies. He's a flying grass type, which is my favorite thing because I love flying types and love grass types. So it's like the combination of all my favorite things. And he's not that bad, actually. No. He's like got some neat moves. Um, he's not super common and he's not an evolution yeah so he's like a weird one-off pokemon that's like not like any other pokemon and they almost did another grass flying type in um in um sun and moon and they didn't commit to it (laughs) and changed it to a to a ghost type in this third evolution so we still don't have something quite like it Uh, well well while we're on that train yes how many, train. Yes, no, the Pokemon train. <laughs> yes. How many more do they add? Uh, I mean, generally speaking, I think the least they've ever added was like 60, and the most they've ever added is full 150. Right. That was in black and white. Uh, and I think Sun and Moon, I think, only did like 60 or 80. Gen 2 was 150. Gen, uh, it was 100. Gen 2, was yeah, 100. was 100 even, I yeah. think. Uh, so yeah, generally speaking, it's around 100. I would see them doing 100 here. Yeah. Unless they want to do a black and white style reset, then they'll do the full 150. Okay. What if they do like a Sun and Moon alternate um, Alola region, Ooh. Galar region? They might do some Galar forms. I would not be surprised if the Alolan stuff, since the Alolan stuff worked and, love, and people love those Alolan forms, maybe they'll do like maybe Gen 2 Pokemon with Galar forms. I would be into that. Because that's the thing about the Alolan forms, yeah, it was all Gen 1 Pokemon. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, exciting times. Yeah. Uh, but let's continue with the wrap-ups, then the plugs. So yeah, like yep. I said, you can find us on YouTube.com. Just search Media Boat Podcast. Uh, go there to uh, subscribe to our channel, and you'll get notifications when we go live on Wednesday nights. 
If you'd rather listen to us via audio, if you don't want to see these mugs anymore, you can Ooh. catch us on podcast form on Apple Podcasts or any RSS feed-driven podcast for uh, uh, forum you got out there. So, so your podcatchers, you can find us. Just look up Media Boat Podcast. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Media Boatcast. On Facebook, we have a page on there. Just search Media Boat Podcast to find it and like it and comment. And you can finally find us on Twitch.tv when we play video games. Twitch.tv slash Pokemon. No, not Pokemon. That's something else. <laughs> slash uh, Media Boat Podcast. Uh, then also, you can find us on tw- uh, a Patreon. If you want to help us out with money, you can donate as little as a dollar a month. Even that little amount of money can help us make this content even better for you and give you exclusive content down the line. So check us out there, patreon.com slash mediaboat. That will do it. So we'll be back next week with another edition. Yep. I don't really have anything forward. Yeah, no previews really. No previews. Uh, we'll probably listen to some music. Uh, we'll probably, uh, uh, I'll play some Pokemon for you. But other than that, uh, new week, new stories. New week, new stories, new month. New month. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.